Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. Tonight is November 12, 2015. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I thank you for joining us for the Mike and the Mike show, our Survivor second chance recap show. I'm sure that most of you are aware that our regular host, Big Mike Albright, had his surgery yesterday. And before I go any further, I just want to say that all of us here at the Red Reality Show wish Big Mike a very speedy recovery. But before he went into the hospital, he made arrangements with another Mike to host tonight's Mike and the Mike show. So we have Mike Scoopin from... Survivor uh, Australian Outback and Survivor Philippines here on the show with us to host tonight's show. And I'm so excited to have Mike Scoopin back here with us tonight. And his special guests are going to be Troy Robertson, a.k.a. Troy Van from Survivor One World, and Tracy Hughes-Wolf from Survivor Micronesia. They will all be discussing and recapping a little bit of the current Second Chance season, and we'll find out what they've been up to lately, too. As always, you're invited to call in at one three four seven two three seven five zero six. Just make sure that you press that number one key. That lets us know that you're, you're interested in joining us on air, and you're not just listening to the show. Otherwise, we won't pick up your call because we think you're just listening to the show from the switchboard. So um, myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-hosts tonight. Before we get too busy in the background, let's say a quick hi to Paul from Minnesota, then we'll bring up our host and get this party started. Paul, how are you doing up in Minnesota? Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. Uh, no complaints. Doing doing well. Looking forward to uh, hearing Scoopin's uh 
opinion about this season. So looking forward to Me it. Me too. Me too. We haven't talked to Scoop in quite some time. So let's play his intro and get this going. Here we go, folks. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. I've known you, gosh, it feels like 100 years, but uh, it's so great to be back on. And this has got to be one of the longest-standing Survivor podcasts that I can even think of. I mean, this was a podcast even before we even knew what podcasts were. So <laughs> glad to be back. Um, Thank you so yeah, much. What, what a season we're having. I have a couple opening thoughts on this season. And... Uh, I thought it started out really slow because we had 20 dynamic returning players and they just didn't have much to work with at all. I mean, we spent uh, so much time talking about a missing bracelet and, 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 and all these trivial things and there was no real game going on and nobody was getting blindsided and everybody was just kind of feeling it out and, I always wonder because I had my second chance. So I know what it's like to have a second chance. You know, Savage said I've waited, you know, a zillion years for this. Um, yeah, me too. I, I get it. I, I mean, and when, I, when my feet hit the sand of the Philippines beach uh, 23 seasons later, I mean, it was like all the knowledge that I had learned all of a sudden just invaded my veins, and I felt like I all of a sudden knew how to play. And when I got out there, I had a very specific day-by-day strategy all the way to day 39. There was absolutely no question about how I was going to play the game and what I was going to do and what order and who I was going to line with and what type of person. I didn't know who else was going to be there, but I knew exactly how I was going to play my game. When I hit the beach there, Right before I hit the beach, before the game even started, Jeff Probst with the medical doctors, and you get all this pre-stuff done before you go into the game. And Probst walks into my uh, little quarters, and he says, have you been watching the game? And I said, on and off. I don't watch religiously. And, you know, I mean, I watched for a lot of years in a row, but I'm not as religious. He said, do you understand what's happened to the game, this new school strategy? And I said, I, he said, do you understand what a hidden immunity is? This is like the day before the game. You know, he's like deciding to make sure that I understood the game. He said, uh, you know, we want the second chance players to last a while because you're the big story. So it's me, Russell Swan, and Jonathan Penner. And we, he wanted to make sure, he said, he said, I am telling you, if you don't get an alliance real quickly, 
this game's going to pass you by so fast. I said, I get it, Jeff. You know, I'm not, I, I, I get it. I get it. Within, we fought for stuff on the raft, on the big pirate ship. We dove into the water. We started swimming the raft to shore. Within 20 seconds, basically, of the mad scramble, R.C. looked over at me. She jumped in the water next to me, and she whispered over to me, and she said, want to be in the lines? <laughs> and I was like, 20 seconds. Like, I couldn't even imagine. She said, I loved your game. We respect you. You're one of the godfathers of this game. Uh, you want to be in the lines? And I said, what every Survivor player should say every single time that question is asked, without pause or hesitation, you say yes. Then you try and figure out what you're, you know, what you're going to do. But you can't, I mean, the people today that say, let me think about it. I'm weighing out my odds, like Joe did quite a few times this season. I'm thinking, wow, that's so risky. Anyway, I said, who else you got? And she said, I already got, two, I already got Abby and Pete. I said, how do you got Abby and Pete? She said, we made eye contact. So even in that time before the cameras turn on, there's a little bit of, there's no talk. But there's a little bit of eye contact, and just based on eye contact alone, she felt like she had them. So, you know, I wasn't sure. I mean, obviously, that's not an alliance that you can trust wholeheartedly. You can't take it to the bank. You can't take it to final three. This is new school. But I learned real quickly what new school was, but I was very, very careful. It made me watch even closer the dynamics of people and who went off into the woods together and who was talking and who went to the well together and all of that. And then on the very first day we're sitting around and Pete looks over at me and he says, Scoopin, I got to tell you, we were all talking while you're out there swimming. You, we loved you on your game. You're one of the godfathers of the game. We respected your game, but we're going to vote you off first. And I looked at him and I was like, What? And he said, well, you had a chance to play. This is your second chance. This is our first chance. So you had your chance, nothing personal. Enjoy your first three days out here. But if we lose the first challenge, you're gone. But it's nothing personal. It's just a game. Agreed? We all shook hands and we agreed it was just a game. And I thought to myself, if you were an NFL quarterback and you looked at the defense and you said, I'm running the ball right here they would stack all 11 people right in that spot and you would gain no ground. And that's basically what happens on Survivor with people that telegraph their gameplay versus those that don't. So you can look out there and you can say, Kimmy's not playing the game. You can say, Abby sure has been quiet the last couple of episodes. She stopped playing the game. You can say, boy, Keith is just a happy-go-lucky, make everybody laugh. He's not playing the game. You can look at Tasha and say, boy, she's not playing the game. Now, there are times when they're not playing the game, and that's why they don't see them. But there are times when they're playing the game so tactfully that they never put themselves out there. And the problem that Steven's game, who is one of the masterminds of this game, one of the, I mean, there's not many people that understand this game better than Steven Fishback. And very intelligent guy. In his, in his earnestness to make his second chance better, 
I think he's telegraphing his play so much that now he's the guy that tried to get out Joe. And now because of that, because he basically went to each individual player and said, let's get out Joe, and decided to take all that work upon himself, now he's in big trouble because Joe won immunity. And so you just have to find that blend. I love game players. I do. And I look at Sierra's game a little bit, and I look at, you know, she keeps saying, why don't people play? Why aren't people playing this game? I'm not looking. And the, reason, the, the real truth is no one's pl- playing her game because there's a lot of people out there making big moves. Jeff Barner made some incredibly big moves. He made a stupid move, but he made some incredibly big moves. People out there, Savage was making big moves. There are people out there making some very big moves. You know, Wentworth, I, I, I don't know if her move was a big move or just a desperate move. I mean, she basically had no other choice than to play her idol. And I mean, it was brilliant because it worked, but we'll talk about this with Troy again, who's going to be on in two seconds. Well, we, you know, yeah, we have him on the switchboard, and we have another person on the switchboard, too, that might want to say hi to you. Yeah, and, and the question's going to get asked is, why didn't they? So, yeah, why don't you pop somebody on, Sherry, and we'll uh, we'll start to bring Troy Dan on, and we'll, uh, we'll tag team him. Okay. Here. Troy Robertson, thank you so much for calling in. You're on with Mike Scoopin. Mike Scoopin, what's up? <laughs> you know, I, Trajan, I don't know if they would ever put us on the same tribe if we ended up on the same season or if they would mix us up, but you're you're one guy that plays with his heart and soul, man. I don't think anybody, no matter what, could ever say that that guy, they might not have liked your game, they might not have liked you, I don't know how, but <laughs> you're you're one guy that left his – soul on the beach when you left that game, so I always respect you for that, brother. <laughs> well, that, that is true. I pretty much left every last little bit that I could leave, so it's like, and I even tried to leave more when I was sitting in the tribal council, so I'm like, you know, uh, it's funny because when I heard Cass this season say something like, you know, I'm not really out of this game yet. I'm still sitting in the in the jury box, and I can still kind of f with people. So I kind of did that. <laughs> I kind of did that on my season. It's like uh, so. I I even told everybody, you know what? Hey, I'm still a vote, and guess what? I can I can sway the jury to do what maybe I want to do. So I thought that was pretty funny. And um, hey, let's make I've, sure. And we got a couple callers on the line. Let's make sure that we somehow. You know, instead of, you know, because, you know, it's funny. My opinion can be different than yours. No one's right. No one's right or wrong. We're all speculating. Nobody knows the outcome. I don't know anything. I hate spoilers. I don't know anything. Right. But but let's make sure we share some little behind-the-scenes things that a lot of people never get to see as we're answering the questions. If there's something that comes up that, like, never comes up, you know, from behind the scene like that. Like you saying, try to act with people while they're uh, while you're on the jury. I've never been in the jury box. So I, I don't know. I, I, I've never been there, so. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. I, I'd love to tell them people don't know about, like, you know, hidden, hidden secrets and or stuff that, you know, conversations that they never saw or, you know, uh, that's I'm, I'm the king of that stuff, so let's go for it. No problem. No problem here. All right. Bring it on, Jerry. 
Carrie, do we have our guest? I don't hear anything. Okay, she's probably trying to get the guest on. So, Sherry, just interrupt us whenever you want as far as the guest goes. Yeah, uh, we have Troy. the mic on the... Wait, oh here God. he is. Here we go. Big Mike. How you doing? The Grand Booba. The oh Grand Booba. Well, I, yeah. I thought we weren't supposed to call you Big Mike anymore. I could call you, like, Medium Mike or something, right? <laughs> Medium Mike, Magic Mike, Little Mike, or Mike fine, too. <laughs> I'm still at the hospital, but I'm about to get discharged. But I wanted to call in and thank thank Mike and thank Troy. And I won't. I don't know if Tracy's on yet, but thank her and Paul and Sherry too. So, dude, I'm glad you're alive, man. That's so cool. I mean, what a what a. I mean, can you imagine like six months from now, and we all have to donate a new shirt to Mike's Wardrobe Club? You know, once a month. <laughs> yeah. There and, you go. Of I need a bunch of new pictures with all the survivors because. I definitely want new skinny ones for sure. So oh, exactly. <laughs> well, come to Detroit. No I'll get you lunch with Stamy. You and I. I'll get you. The, I'll get you that coveted uh, Keith Stamy uh, uh, photograph. Oh, I'll come up, man. Sometime where I just need it. I need like five minutes with the dude. He's was. I just one of the ones I never met. So <laughs> yeah, we'll have How a whole lunch. How are you lunch, feeling, Mike? Um, I'm feeling really good. Um, <laughs> a little nauseous, uh, but. Surgery went well, and I'm going to leave here soon. So it's just working with the pain meds and staying hydrated. So, Like, are you leaving today or tomorrow? Uh, tonight. We have to get one shot at 8, then I'm out. But I wanted to jump in before the, you know, oh. the initial. One shot? A, a, a shot of Patron or, or, a, or, a, or an injection? <laughs> uh, there won't be any alcohol in my future anytime soon. That's just a one more. Island That's island medicine, Troy Zan. That's what's oh, okay. on the I, island. I just, you know, I, I'm a jokester. I'm just joking around. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but I, I always feel like, you know, the thing is, that I, you're always going to be Big Mike to me, whether it doesn't matter the, the size of your body. I mean, you're yeah. always going to be Big Mike just because your heart's big. You're a big Survivor fan. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I hope you don't mind if I mean, I, I think I'm always going to call you Big Mike, even if you. You know, or get skinnier That's than me. Fine. So I, yeah. <laughs> I just thought I had to be the biggest fan by being the fattest fan, I guess. But I, I'm taking it back now. So, <laughs> hey, Big Mike, Big Mike, what surprises you most about this season, being that these are all veteran players? I'm really surprised they didn't target the by place order because that was the precedent set in All Stars. So I was really surprised that. You know, they weren't immediate targets. The people that, you know, your your Woos and your Stevens and, you know, it was kind of a fair game for whoever this wasn't jiving with the group. I thought that, I thought they'd try to go for whoever did better just because that's typically the procedure. Yeah. Whoever, like, actually, whoever got, like, second place, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I kind of figured. Yeah, the very first All-Stars, I remember I was actually ahead plane tickets to be on that, and I won't go into the gory details about why I wasn't there, but uh, we had said as a group, whoever won, they're the first ones gone because we're not giving the, you know someone a second million dollars. So that was like yeah. rule number one, and then there were no other rules. So we as a cap decided that obviously Tina didn't decide that and Richard didn't decide that but you know but many of us did. What surprises you the most, Troy Dan? About this cast or just as how the season's going? 
about the season in general, about these are all returning players. We know that, that in, in all newbie seasons that Mark Burnett fascinated, is fascinated by the fact that people are making the same mistakes on season 30 that they did on season one and that nothing changed. Right. The, the, the right. dynamics are the same every single first-time season. But what surprises you about this veteran season? Well, it, it surprises to me, to me that everyone says they want to be different, and I think in their minds they think that they're being different, but they're being actually who they really are. I mean, <laughs> Abby, in a sense, is like she wants to be different. Abby's being Abby. Abby's not going to – I mean, I just feel like, in general – as a survivor, they no one can change their personality. It's like almost it's impossible to change who you are. Not, I mean, deep down inside, who you are, not the person that you are that you want everyone to believe who you are or your perception of you, you know yourself. You know, so I always think it's funny. Like I feel like Fishbox being Fishbox, Abby's being Abby, Woo's being Woo, Keith being Keith. I mean, they are who they are. They might try to fool some people. I mean, even Spencer saying like, oh, I'm, "I'm I'm a new guy," or "I'm I'm trying this new way." If you watch the way he plays and the way he speaks, he's still Spencer. He's still the nervous guy that he doesn't, you know, like it, even the words that come out of his mouth. So that you know, Troy, then I have that written down in bold letters right in front of me. Is that second chances? Because people often ask me, "What's Troy then like? What's Tracy Wolf like? What's you know, what's so and so like?" And I say, we just play ourselves. There's no script. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe you try and play a persona in the first day or two, but you you can't. You're just yourself and add starvation and, and hunger. And uh, one right, of the interviews right. said, uh, uh, you know, they don't show the survival aspect of the show anymore. They don't show the suffering. Um, and, yeah. and, and I agree. I agree because I, I, it, the level of suffering – I, I, I don't know. I'm not a woman, but it would probably be like having a baby for 39 days. How would you describe the level of suffering? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I don't think these guys are suffering as much. And I, I honestly don't believe even the past maybe 10 seasons suffered like they did in the you know first seasons. And that's what I enjoyed about Survivor when I first was like fascinated by it on you know day one of season one. I was like what is this? Like, whatever this is, where these people are starving, really starving, and you could see that they were starving and see that they were tired and see that they were getting rained on and really kind of suffering and being in this crazy environment. I'm like, whatever that is, I got to be a part of it. And I think as time's gone on, it's, it, it, they don't show it as much because I don't even know if it's actually there. I mean, it's, you know, what even like the amount of suffering moment. What was your mine? personal biggest suffering moment? It was more social suffering than, than anything. It's like, you know, I, I, I just feel like, you know, it didn't rain a whole lot out there. I mean, I got injured on, like, day two. I smashed my 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 shin bone into a piece of coral, you know, going, you know, for spearfishing. I mean, that hurt, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is like, I, I can't take it. I mean, I never felt, I always felt like I was starving, not like starving, starving, but I was always hungry. And I thought that would be the most difficult because on night one, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really, really hungry. And, I mean, all I had was a handful of rice. And I'm like, if I'm this starving right now, what am I going to feel like on day 10? This is going to be crazy. 
So, but yeah, your you, brain yeah, gets I used had that. To, your brain and your mind gets used to this feeling, and it says to you on day three, well, you know, you got through day two, and you were starving, and you didn't die, and everything's fine. So you're gonna, you'll make it. So I think it's your brain starts to do things you to you the as last the days go seasons. on. Do you think that in Survivor Philippines, my second chance season, do you think that that was a suffering season or not a suffering season? Uh, well, I know that. I mean, just overall, you might like. What would you think of that? Well, you guys didn't you get a didn't you guys get a lot of rain? See, see, here's Lisa Welch lost six pounds. Lisa Welch for day thirty nine lost six pounds. That's nothing. I, I lost fifty pounds. I went from two twenty to one seventy, and I was on the wrong end of every food reward. Um, it right. rained for the first 17 days. When I pulled off my socks, my toenails came off with them. Um, yeah, I that. Mean, it, it was. It was. I, I can't remember a time in my life like there were times when I was sitting at tribal council, knowing I was safe, looking past the the, the tribal council set, knowing that the meal that you had selected in advance was going to be there waiting for you. At least I was told that, and. Okay. Because my only adventure was getting medically evacuated, so I didn't have the, the peaceful meal. But my right. first meal after Australian Outback was morphine and, and uh, you know, <laughs> a drip, some drip of something. But um, I suffered so badly only because of hunger, only because of hunger. I just right. could not get food or enough food. I'm a high-calorie guy to begin with, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think Mike's still I, I, on. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did you notice about last night, Big Mike? Anything? Uh, the, well, the, it was hard to take notes like normal because I was really in and out of it. But I was really surprised by who went home. I I was glad the blind side happened, but I was really surprised of who they went for. So. Do you think he tried to hold on to Joe too long at the dismay of people that weren't in an alliance with Joe and they felt like it was – it was going to be impossible to break into that? Probably. See, I mean, that's, that's can crazy. somebody shed some light? I know we got a caller or two on the phone. Can somebody shed some light? Survivor 101. I mean, 101 split the vote. I don't think in the, in the 31 season history of Survivors, if that's how many there's been now, um, that there's ever been a time when they were – too mentally exhausted, as Andrew Savage said today, to split the vote. Yeah, that's crazy to me because it's like I just, and especially a second chance season where they know idols were out there, they had to at least suspect or at least get an idea that one of those three girls would have an idol, I would think. I just think like, you know. It wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't even matter if you thought they had one or not. There's, There's no... You know, it's like picking up a piece of paper on the curb as you're walking down the street. Like, it's not really going to affect anything if you right. do or if you don't. So why would right. you have to one millionth of a chance that you and, – and, and they had – it was unanimous. So, so it could have been they, five, they could have split it five four five four, right? They could have split it five four. Is that correct? They could have split it three three. Three, right. the, the, the possibilities were endless, what they could have done. But to have two votes, 
send you home, I think was as uh, as blatant a disrespect for the game as big, uh, what's his name, going home with two oils in his pocket. Oh, uh, oh James. Greg Digger James. James. Yeah. As big yeah. James, as James going home with, you know, that had to be, you know, you know, Russell, or, or giving the idol away when, uh, you know, Russell Hans was given the idol by JT. That was right. kind of, you know, maybe in the top five most egregious when, when uh, uh, you know, the, the ice cream guy gave his idol away to the girl. <laughs> right, all right. You know, um, uh, when James Eric, 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 Eric. in his pocket, when, when James, like, I'm not talking about dumb plays. I'm talking about, like, like a violation of the law. Like, that's like violating the law of gravity. Like, like, it's, such, <laughs> like it's, it's one of the things that you wouldn't even consider. And, and yeah, it's yeah, kind of like, it it's like it's, you're right. It's kind of like Survivor 101, the first five rules. It's like these are the first common sense basic rules that almost anybody that's watching or is going to play would actually know to do. <laughs> So I take it back. When JT gave Russell the idol, lots of people have given other people idols in its work. So I'm not even, that's just, you played the wrong play. So that, that's at least playing the game. This right. is just, this is the actual biggest act of not playing the game when you had the whole game board. I know, and here's the deal. I mean, and, and Stephen Fishbach, who is, like, to me, super intelligent about this whole game, why wouldn't he... And he joined in with everyone else doing the same thing. It's crazy. It sounds like from the Dalton Ross interview, I watched one interview today, Dalton Ross, that my friend Betsy sent it to me. And I I looked at it, and it basically seemed like from the way Savage was talking that he said it was just so mentally exhausting to split the boat. I remember we split the boat. Just to make it simple, because you run scenarios in your head so many times, it does get confusing at times. We said, right. girls, you vote this way. Boys, you vote this way. Like, it was really simple. Girls, girls. you got this. Boys, you got this. I mean, it could be anything. It, and it wouldn't even matter if one or two people, they had so many numbers, it wouldn't have mattered if somebody made a mistake or not. Did, know, Savage, so, did he do it? So that, did Savage say we, we all knew we were voting the same way? He said it was too mentally exhausting to split the vote. Oh, come on. He, said, said, I just, he said, I had just been bitten by a spider, and I was dealing with that. And I'm like, Survivor is a 24-hour a day. I would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would look over, and someone was gone. I didn't know if they were peeing. I didn't know if they were searching for idols. I didn't know if they were right. in an interview. I don't know where they were, but there's someone gone doing something all the time. So, Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100%. I woke up at 3 in the morning every morning. I slept two and a half hours every night. That's it. Because my brain was like going, okay, who's doing what? Who's going to get up and talk to who? Who's winking? Who's in the bushes with each other? You know, I mean, sure. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, got, gonna, I, got, I, got, I got I got another question for both of you. I got a question for both of you. When Andrew Savage overheard Stephen, what was he talking to Tasha about voting up, Joe? Yeah, I think so. 
I think it was Tasha. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Here's the question. I had a thousand private conversations with other contestants. And other than other than Tony setting up Spy Shack, which I don't even know how that worked because when I had my private conversations, I made sure that there wasn't a tree around, a bush around, a cave. Yeah. I, I made sure that I was so far out of earshot of anybody because, again, you're not playing the game if it's even remotely possible. So my question is, how did Savage is, 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 and Fishback knows this. You and I both agree that Fishback's a player. If Fishback knows this. He's played. He's made it all the way to the end. He knows that you don't have a conversation where it's even possible that somebody can hear. And right. if, if you're having a conversation on the beach and all of a sudden Andrew's in the background and then all of a sudden there's a film crew behind Andrew. Well, that's, I just was going to say that. I just was going to say that. It's like it's, uh, you know that there's a film crew right there, and then Savage, he sees the film crew too. So, I mean, in, in Survivor, there's conversations, like at least on our season, it's like two people would walk off and no camera guys would follow them. Like, well, that's a meaningless conversation over there. I guess I don't even need to bother that one. But then I'd see two camera guys running towards another conversation full sprint. I'm like, oh, shit. That's an important conversation. I'm going to run over there and see what the fuck they're, you know, Kim and Chelsea are talking about. You know, so it's like, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, in that scene, Fishbuck, you'd think, had to see. It's not just the camera guy. It's the sound guy, and it's an assistant that holds scrims and reflectors and shit. So it's like, you yeah, know, a team of three. There's at, at least three, it's, right. There's at least yeah, three it's a team of three. And then there's so, so there, there had to be plus the film crew that was filming them. Like, right, there had so, to be enough commotion around that you either would have hushed or... Anyway, what, what did you think about that, Mike? I just showed some of his lack of self-awareness about, you know, talking about his, you know, his hot model wife and all this other stuff he was talking about the entire time. Um, and just, I thought there was this... I love Savage to Death, but it felt like there was such a sense of entitlement for him when he went out there that I just think he had... Uh, blinders on and just couldn't focus on What do you on think his biggest thing. mistake was? Um, some of the ways he just would be so open at, at uh, challenges and stuff and put all of his cards out. I think that was his biggest flaw. And then, what do you, you know, think, right there? The new people. He's, a, he's the strongest player to have been voted off. Yeah. So far. What do you think, Troy Dan? What his biggest mistake was? Yeah, I think I think, you, I think be being be too honest in, in casual conversation and and making himself um, just look in a sense strong, not maybe as strong as Joe, but it is very strange too. And and I don't even know why it happens on second chances seasons, but it always seems like for some particular reason, people in general want to target the most physical per- person and people first. It's like for some reason they're so afraid that these kind of people are going to win, which does it rarely happens. It's crazy that people always get so amped up about, oh, my God, like Joe, he's going to win because he's just going to win out. And and I think they think that about Savage in a way. He's, you know, a physical threat. And it's like I don't get that, that, that people feel like they want to, you know, make that's a great move point. against the right physical threat, threat because it, that, it happens. That's a every, great point. Well, not only that, like, 
and and the and it always ends up being a group of females that gra- that gather together and like ooh we're you know we're gonna be it's a I don't know if it's a society if that's the way we are truly in society where women are gonna cling together and you know. I can see your baggage coming out there because that's what happened <laughs> on your season. But what I saw, what I saw from both Terry Deet, from both Terry Deet and Savage was they were having a really hard time shedding the old school way, even though they watched and they knew in their mind. But Andrew kept playing so old school that he couldn't break from it. And I think the new school players, I think he was the easiest target because he was the, the I mean, God, I love him out there, and I love his heart and soul. And I mean, right. you know, he, he reminds me of me, my age. He's got my family. He's my, I mean, he's, it, it was me out there. We even have a similar look to us. And so I kept thinking, it's me, it's me, it's me. You know, make it to the end. And the old school, right. and I was really right. like crazy for him. But, uh, but I don't think he was able to, you know, break away from the 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 old school. So I don't. It's, it's by the way, uh, Cherry. When Tracy is Tracy on yet? She's not. But we do have a caller. Um, if you'd like to take a call in the meantime, yeah, put him on. Sure, put him on. Okay. We have Chad Kincaid on with us. Hi, Chad. Hey, how's it going? What's up, big dog? How are you? You're on. I'm with all right. Mike Scoopin, Big Mike, and Troy Robertson. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Big Mike, how you feeling, buddy? I'm good, Chad. Um, I'm actually getting a shot. I'm about to leave the hospital. I love all you guys, and I'll try to jump on before the show's over again when we're in the car. All right, good luck, my man. We'll see you next week. All right. All right, what's up, Chad? What did you guys think of this episode, man? I was so pissed that Savage got voted off. He was actually my top pick. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I thought of the episode. I thought that Tribal Council was so, and I hate to use the overplayed word epic. Like every survivor that gets voted off survivor, they say the experience was surreal. And that word got so overused that, I mean, it was like, oh, please don't say it was surreal. But I think that the whole episode could have been the Tribal Council. And I exactly. think that Jeff could have cause, – because, like, why all of a sudden – Troy, I saw the game as one-third the players, one-third Jeff Probst, and one-third production. That's, that's, in my mind, the numbers that I assigned. And exactly. I said – you can't play the game at Tribal Council. I mean, you, unless there's a jury there. If there's a jury there, you have to play the game at Tribal Council. But if there's yeah. not a jury there, like, you can't. Jeff Post is so crafty and so skilled and such a right. veteran of this game. He's seen every single split second of everything on and off the air. Um, you 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 can't have a battle of wits, and you can't say something that he's not gonna, you know, uh, trump or or, or or twist or you know, right. use against and you. You can't give him an answer that's bad in a sense either. He, on our season, if someone said something that was just blatantly stupid or like a duh, don't you think the audience would know that kind of answer? 
he would ream us. I mean, we were shocked because I mean, so, and some of these tribal councils, and I just think I, like last last night, I bet you that tribal council lasted two hours. You know, oh, God, so at least you're, I would agree. So, with you. so you're correct, and the whole thing could have been the tribal council. But if you don't like, I remember he asked. I think. Well, I won't say who he asked. <laughs> I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll be a nice guy, but he he asked, he asked one of the girls a question, and their response was like, "Well, you know, Jeff, it is outwit, outplay, and outlast." And he goes, "What the fuck kind of answer was that?" And he's like, "Don't you think the audience?" He goes, "Duh, don't you think the America knows that?" Are you? What? He goes, "Where where is your brain right now?" He goes, "I'm not. That's an unacceptable." Like he goes, he, he goes, "Listen here, you." You MFers, if you don't give me, start giving me some stuff that I can work with, because I don't expect you to give your game away. You got to work with me here. And he was going crazy. We're all just like eyes open, shocked, like, oh shit, man, stop the camera. <laughs> hey, okay, Troy, Dan, here's something that's going to surprise you, maybe, maybe not. That happened to me on Survivor Australia because someone says, you know, he said, uh, so do you feel safe out here? He, and then, right. you know, and, and he went off. And, you know, the MFers and this, I mean, the <laughs> that come out of his mouth, he screams yeah. so loud. He says, shut the cameras down. And, of course, right. they never do shut down. But he, right. he makes it, he makes you, he puts the fear of God into you. And that's how he gets people to talk. He puts the fear right. of God into you. So when I went to my first tribal council on Survivor Philippines, second chances, guess what? Same speech. Right. Every uh, every survivor contestant, he asked um, uh, Artis. Okay. He said, so, Artis, do you feel safe at Tribal Council today? And uh, Artis goes, well, Jeff, um, you know, not, be, not everyone ever totally feels really safe at Tribal Council. You know? And he said, <laughs> shut the cameras down. Are you trying to say, you know what I mean? Right. So, so, so yeah, so Jeff Probst's listening audience is a master at making – you can walk the tribal council saying over and over and over in your head a mantra, don't tell Jeff anything, don't tell Jeff anything, don't tell Jeff well, anything. And, and, the, and the thing is you can, use, you can use Jeff to your advantage because he'll ask, and you'll notice with the way people answer his questions, either they look stuck, oh, shit, I don't want to answer that, and if I do answer that, I'm going to give away something, or they come up with some crafty answer that sounds good enough for him, good enough for the audience, so he goes to the next person. I mean, Wentworth's answer was like, I thought pretty dang good when she said, listen, Jeff, I'm probably going to have to play with these people, so I'm not, you know, like, that was a smart answer. Off the top she, of her head. Right. Off so of the that, top of her head. That right, was so, yeah, the so most that was brilliant really, thing, but... And so here, Sierra is saying, will somebody play? Will somebody play? Why won't anybody play? And then all of a sudden, she gets to tribal council. She knows it's going to be her or Wentworth um, or right. Abby. And yet, all she says is, why doesn't somebody play? Why? And I'm thinking, why don't you make a play right now? Why don't you make up a name of somebody that can? Like, why don't, if, if you truly feel like you're on the bottom of nothing, and you right. keep saying, Play, play, play. Well, then play. <laughs> yeah, and here's the here's the deal too. You don't. I don't. Don't think that you say let's play at tribal. You don't use the tribal Amen. council as the mo as Amen. the moment to say it. 
you say it in, in can you do this at another time, not then. It's like that's the wrong time because now everyone's like, I'm not, I don't want to play with you. I'm not gonna play, and you're kind of like now you have a target even a little bit more because you brought all this up at tribal council when you should have brought it up privately to maybe some other people and say, listen, I, you know, and suggest to them that they're on the bottom. I mean, I understand what she's trying to say. You know, people that are, there's always someone at the top or the top two. Then there's, you know, uh, the the sub-alliance, and then there's, you know, below that. And then everyone kind of knows who's at the bottom. I mean, it, it was classic on my season. Every, everybody knew who was at the bottom. And the people that were at the bottom, they knew that they were at the bottom. So it's like, I get her like, why don't you change? You know where you stand. You know where you stand on yeah. first-time first seasons. Yeah. On first, because everyone is so blatant. They hang around their alliances. They sit and right, eat together right. with their alliances. They right. sleep next to each other. You know, they go gather wood together, and they're so right. blatant about it. But on second chances, when I got out there with Lisa Welchel, and we made an alliance on day one, and I said, I know who you are. And she said, don't right. tell anybody. And I said, okay. Right. I said, we both have skin in this game then. I said, let's make it. She goes, you want to make an alliance? And I said, sure. I said, are we talking about a survivor alliance or a real-life alliance? <laughs> and she, she said, what's the difference? And I said, well, a real-life alliance is you make a pact and you stick together no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. But a survivor alliance is you make a deal that sounds good until a better deal comes along. Which one of those do you want to make? And she said, I like the real, the real life one better. And I said, me too. So I said, here's the deal. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't sit next to me ever. Don't sleep next to me. Don't share water with me. Don't offer anything to me. Don't offer me advice. Don't smile at me. Don't say good morning to me. If I'm going fishing, you go the other way. If I go left, you go right. And right. we would meet in the woods at some point, sometimes in the middle of the night, and we would debrief every single day. And it wasn't, listen to this, it wasn't until well into the merge that even production knew that we were in an alliance. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the best kind. <laughs> right. That's right. the smartest so, kind. Yeah, so you have, to, you have to look at production, and people are so willing to just blab at tribal council and blab. And a lot of it's strategic, you know. Like, like look at Tasha. If you look at Tasha, is Tasha playing this game? It, yes. I love Tasha. What, where has she been in the last two episodes? Well, I mean, I, I, that's what that's that's up to the the Mr. Editor. What does he want to put her game in there or not? You know, I mean, does he want to put the conversations that she's had, obviously, and she has had, and you know, the last three days, does he want to include those? You know, you know, that's, that's brilliant. That's that's what everybody needs to know. Because everybody, you know, you look at internet blogs and sites, they say, oh, what happened to Tasha? Tasha right. decided not to play. They're taking Tasha along for the ride. Do you right. think anybody's going to take Tasha along for the ride? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody knows what's going on, but that, that's exactly, you know, you know, Troy, I did not speak a word before this interview, but, you know, it's that's exactly right. So you, we as a podcasters or listeners or bloggers or readers of blogs, all we can do is really speculate. Even when we hear the post-show interviews, right. she starts still fighting for fan favorites and 
you know, yeah. being liked in their hometown and their next, you know, modeling gig or whatever there is they're trying to get. So it's really, 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 really hard to ever. It's only usually until seasons later, like Troy Zan and I are, are years removed from the game that we we speak so freely because it's it's long past, you know. So yeah, actually, yeah, like like when I was first out of the game, I was afraid to almost say anything about like, oh God, don't say anything about production. Like you're not supposed to talk about what what the audience doesn't see, you know. It's like, but even that, you know what, Mike? Even though that the, the audience doesn't see everything that we've seen and know kind of how it goes, I mean they've heard how it goes. Some, it's like, I compared to like championship like WWE wrestling. They, everyone knows it's everyone knows it's fake, in a sense, but they still believe what what's going on. So it's like everyone kind of knows that there are there are scenes that they don't see, or at least I would think that they think there's a lot more that I haven't seen. But they believe exactly what they see on the television, and the editors do a brilliant job of leading America and whoever else is watching exactly the way that they're supposed to be led and to believe this player is evil and this player is not, or this player is good and this player is not, or this player is funny, or this player is, t- is taken advantage of, or whatever there ever is supposed to happen, that's how it's followed. Because if you listen to people talk about it, they'll all go, oh, my God, I can't believe Arter did that. Or I can't believe, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, and that's exactly yeah. and, what and, they and, want and you to do. And they really have to do it. They really have to do it because otherwise the vote would, like the be- one of the beginning scenes of last episode was um, uh, Savage saying, I finally got a handle on this game. Right. And I looked over and I said, he's gone. He's gone tonight. <laughs> but it didn't make any sense to me that he was gone from the right. previous episodes. But I'm like, you know, they'll give little hints away, and I don't know if they do it on purpose or not, but, you know, once uh, once they show a person feeling safe, you, you know that's the kiss of death. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, yeah. I think what that if, they always give little hints in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the show because the hints are so small at the beginning of the show. Unless you go back and, like, re you know replay the episode and they go, oh, wow, that really meant something because you know the, the end result. But you don't know as you're watching if someone says, you know, this could be worth a million dollars to me. I mean, someone's probably said that two or three times on this season. We just kind of go through our heads and, like, well, it is something they said. Everyone's going to say that. But they, they put it into maybe the pit person that really – Hey, Jerry, you know, is, uh, is, is Tracy on? She just came on the switchboard just moments ago, so if you're ready for her, yeah, I'll bring yeah, her up. Yeah, inter, inter, yeah, introduce and throw on because i got a question for her. Okay. We have Tracy Hughes-Wolf from Survivor Micronesia. Thank you for calling in, Tracy. What's hey, thanks. up? <laughs> What's up, Phil? Scoop, what are you doing, buddy? How's it going? No, long time hey, I no hear from to- you. I want to make sure that if we ever play again together, that we're in an alliance. So we're making a preseason alliance right now. We just make, I'm just throwing it out there right now so that everybody doesn't wonder if this really, really happens or not. No, it's completely, we're done. We're done. It's wow. done. 
Can I get can I get in on this? Can I get in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're the final three then. That's a lot. Final three. Oh, we had it. We had it. I mean, what up? I I can't. This season is so cute. I love this season. I think it's great. There's a few I I don't understand. I think Cass has lost her mind. Did you see the Ponderosa exit video? I'm like, is she smoking? Oh my gosh, I she's did. like Queen Ponderosa. Are you serious? I mean, she's lost her mind. Um, she's gone way over with her narcissism. Um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> she talked about, but here's she talked about her, you, her underarm hand. Here's a yeah. question I have for you Did Wentworth desperate attempt to save the game? You know, people have been calling it a brilliant move. I mean, she really had no other. Move. I mean, yeah, it was quite it. obvious. It's, 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 it's not obvious to the viewers who's getting voted off, and Survivor does a brilliant job of doing that. Thank God, because it makes it so watchable. So, but out there, it was obviously obvious, you know, who was going home. So, her debating whether to play the idol or not was, you know, purely a, it, it, there was no debate. She had to play the idol, and it worked. But is 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 now. Are the people remaining in the, in the gigantic strong alliance going to respect Wentworth for the big move that she made, or is is her flaunting and pounding fists with Sierra and her gloating of that move, is that going to come back and haunt her? It's going to haunt her. 100% hands down, um, Sierra will not take that lightly. She's like, you were my girl. Uh, we're together, and you never told me you had an idol. Hmm, what else are you not telling me? No, I thought it was sabotaging herself. She should have told her when she went in, and they could have, you know. I think it was great that she kept her mouth shut because she got savage, was just completely blindsided. I mean, he got so comfortable, and I can't agree with you more. Um, I finally figured out how to play the game. No, you didn't. Um, Who, when do you ever, when your second chances, go in and not split the vote? When? We talked uh. about that. Like, it's, I think it's, I think it's, you know, going home with two idols in your pocket, that strategy because you wanted to save them. I could, even though it wasn't smart, I could see it as a strategic move. Um, anything that happened, I mean, Eric Reichenbach gave his idol away. That's a, it was a strategic move. He thought it was a bad move, but it was strategic. But to, to not make a survivor play just because you're lazy? Like, what else is there to do? There's nothing else to do on right. you, you, Exactly. I think, like, you could be tired after the game's finished. He's like, I'm too tired. We're too, what, did he, what did he say? Well, I was too tired. Oh, we were all too, I was too we mentally, mentally exhausted. exhausted. Well, I'm like, be mentally exhausted after day 39. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know how he got. How many votes were cast against um, three? Who knows? How many votes? How many, how many Every votes vote was against Wentworth. Against and two against like, Savage. Like, like oh, it was only two? I, thought I think was, I thought it was three against Savage. So did I. I thought it was Adam, um, Maria. I thought it was Adam, I thought Maria, it was two also. Sierra, Sierra how get, and Wentworth. It was how three when, Abby? You, Abby. when you watched the uh, the uh, – you know, next week on Survivor, whatever, when they all show their their votes, there was the three girls. Okay. Right. That was Abby. So how did how did he how did whoever 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 said I'm too mentally exhausted to actually figure out how we're going to split the votes right down the middle? 
How did he get nine other players to say, that's a brilliant idea? Because they knew that somebody hadn't made a big move and someone had not played an idol and it was coming and it was time and it was too comfortable. And they knew that they were not going to get taken down. I mean, you can definitely know when something's about to happen the way Jeff asks the questions. When you're on the show and Jeff starts prompting everybody, um, I think Savage was crazy when he did not make a different shift right there, as we've all done. We're there. We've changed our decisions a hundred times. We're sitting in tribal. I mean, damn, I was at tribal every single tribal and, uh, you know, fighting for my life, but we always change. You know, you've got to learn the game. And when Jeff starts prompting questions, he gave him five outs. And uh, he just sat there and went on over and voted, and I am stupefied. I thought, damn, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, here's what Savage <laughs> said today. Here's what he said in the Dalton Ross interview. He said, as soon as she pulled that idol out, I looked around and I said, man, I feel bad for Jeremy. <laughs> like, like, like so, so Savage, maybe, maybe it was strategic. And maybe he thought, if we don't split the vote, it's not going to be me anyway, so who cares? He maybe never should have been that ostentatious. He, he he plotted against Stephen. He already knew that Stephen was always, he was never, the, the, the Fishburn thing was the, was, the, was the flush on that. And he he over he didn't think it far enough. I guess he's hungry. <laughs> he's not thinking. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And you, you know how hungry you get. I mean, it, it, the, the thought of getting voted off and getting that meal that you had, I mean, in a shower and the, whatever, I mean, I, I never wanted it, but th- there's a gigantic reward for you if you get voted off. So, 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 so stock up, stock down. Let, 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 let's do this. Did Abby's, has Abby's stock gone up or gone down with her more demure nature in the last couple episodes? Up, 100%, my, my vote, up. Can't, didn't like her, don't like her, haven't really been mesmerized by her, but respect her. How's that? Who's that? Abby? Abby. I think, I think she's, she's playing Survivor. She's got nothing. Think, the girl has had nothing think, for the last – go ahead. Do you think that there's too many other stories that she's still playing the same game, but there's just been too many other stories that eclipsed her? Or do you think that potentially she took a step back? I, I disagree. I do not think she took, in my opinion, um, I'm sorry, I'm talking first, but she, uh, I feel that she did not take a step back. I think she's taken a step further, and I, I you know, contribute that to the mere fact that she is, um, everyone knows that people have a problem with her personality. Everyone accepts that Abby is not going to win, but they, so they're just letting her stay in the game. When did Abby uh, form a friendship with uh, Jeremy? I never saw that on the episode, but when uh, she reacted at the uh, the, uh, immunity challenge and kind of leaned into Jeremy, it looked like they were close. Didn't you guys see that? I saw it. I did. I didn't take it necessarily as Abby is a gigantic flirt, and it's and I say that with no no criticism. She just she and I don't know if she's just playfully flirtatious or she uses that as a part of her game. But um, 
when I saw her do that, I thought the same thing, Mike. And then I thought maybe it's just her being flirtatious and, 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 and playful because she does have, they don't show it because they need her to be the villain. So they don't really show the, the fun, playful, laughing side of her. She's got a brilliant laugh and she smiles and she, she's playful and she's got a really funny accent. We made fun of every word she said because she butchers the English language so much and she's really, it has a great personality about it. But they don't show any of that. So she does have a side. And I know that Barner found it, I think, at least part of it when he was out there. But uh, uh, what could Barner have done differently? <laughs> Anybody? I, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that um... – go ahead. Don't you think Jeff Barner – like, like when Jeff Barner got asked to do this season, I viewed Jeff Barner – as the second coming of Richard Hatch. And Richard Hatch was Me too. was very strategic, very, very strategic and he got lucky on he got lucky when one guy decided to vote alphabetically and he got lucky another time and it's, well, he got he got naked, then he got lucky. You got to get naked first. So get naked, yeah. yeah. Got to get this straight. It's chronological. Come on. But he says they won Survivor without a little bit of luck on their side. A little luck is. Luck to me is fifty percent of the game. I just really Spencer is in this game for one reason right now. Luck, tribal tribal split, which is luck. I mean, right? He's right. in the game I know. because of tribal split. Well, I that's what I'm saying, and, like, I mean, it's like there's so many things that happen in the season where it's like it's lucky for one person and unlucky for another. It has nothing to do with strategy. If you if you get a switch or you have to break an egg on your body and you have the wrong color paint and you lose your whole alliance, how is that strategy is luck for one person and unlucky for another. So, And maybe someone in your alliance gets sick and they get medevaced out. That's What that what is that? That's not okay, strategy. Okay, Troy Zen, uh, and then I want Tracy to answer the same question. Tri- uh, tribal split, random, unannounced tribal split, a good part of the game or a bad part of the game? Phenomenal. Um, I love it. On this season, yeah, it's perfect because you just you split up anything that you think is like I don't. I we all know that pregame stuff happens. We all probably maybe have enjoyed in it on it, but I just don't think it has anything to do with the game of Survivor. And I mean, and I it it kind of in a sense it is what it is now. It's like when you get asked to do a second chance season, you're playing second chance not in frickin' June when you fly out. You're playing it in March when you get called. And then okay, you're playing so, the Okay, game. that's a good question. Tracy, do tribal, do pre-game alliances that happen before the show starts, do they have a lasting impact on the outcome? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That that was a and that was a major I won't I won't speak about my, my season, but that was the biggest thing with my season is that we had some 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 alliances that went on and, and, you know, and you're speaking luck. I mean, well, I am just, I mean, I was, I was busting on blackjack every, every, every day. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere on my season. It was just everywhere I turned and I begged and I begged and I just, so, it Tracy, was so you, hard. It was so Tracy, hard. you're saying that the, the, there was a pregame alliances from the favorites, correct? Correct. Massively. Yeah, so, Are you kidding me? Right, Absolutely. Right, and we're, we're coming in as so, fans and right, they were all together. Yeah. 
Right. So I just that's so I, that's why I feel for you. Like it's just like to me, it's like that's not a fair way to start a game. That's like if I play Monopoly, and you know I I give someone five thousand dollars more to start with, and then you then we play the game, and then you somehow say I won, and well wait a second, but you got a head start. You are you you you. I didn't have yeah. a chance. You were, you already. You know, are you, are you, are you, I was, you were given Broadway and Park Place and hotels on it before the game started. How yeah, but I wanted exactly to play. Why? I wanted to play the game. I, I so exactly. badly How wanted can, to play. And, right. and you know, so, I'll never forget when Jeff said, Survivors, come on out. And then, you know, they bring out Yao Man, and then they bring out Fair Play, right. and they start bringing everybody out. And then and you were just sort of like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a great season. And then you, you're so excited about seeing the other Survivors <laughs> that you don't think about, I'm screwed. And then, right. you know, and of course, you know, a favorite one, but it's just, it's just, it's an opportunity to play the game and you got to play it. And you know what? You Isn't can't... a favorite always going to win in, in fans versus favorites? Always. You know, I, I, I it's it kind of, it seems that way, doesn't it? Um, it's but... almost not fair. You guys, and, and you are two people that I personally asked on this show because you're two of the people that I believe have been the the biggest two of the two I and mean, there's more, but two of the biggest overlooked returning players because I mean, Tracy, I don't know, Troy Jen plays hard and he left his soul on the beach as I told him when he first got on, but I don't know if anybody played with their with their back against the wall. I mean maybe Stephanie too, but you're you're one of the hardest fighters that I've ever seen on this game and I I, I don't know why, but I I, I wanted to see you guys back, you know, for that reason. You know, just, 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 you know, what about second chances? Now, here we are, many, many years past your episode. Um, if you guys a call tomorrow, would you jump on a plane? Me? Me? Seriously? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Now, if you had asked me that like three or four years ago, I'm so, like, after seeing all the repeat second chances come on, and I, and, I, and I say to myself, I'm bigger, stronger, I feel I'm happy that I haven't gone on before now, like back again. Bring it on. I'd go in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? I'm so ready. Do you think it's fair that they push second chance people with first-time players? Well, well you know, here's the deal. You got a chance to play Survivor, quit right. your whining. Don't whine, yeah. you know, just like, you know, gag order, gag order. You know, you know, we all know that. But anyway, here you go. It's, it, it is what it is. And it's like I'll never forget you. When you sit down and they, they throw you the docs and they say sign this, and you're like, should you read it? No. You want to get on the show, you sign it. You know, who, who's going to complain? <laughs> you know, you want to you complain. We want to play Survivor. We want to yeah, get on the I game. I totally agree. I blew my game. This is what I did, and it is my fault. Okay, even though I was, you know, KB was like, they, she she tricked them. She, they never even knew that she did Prozac, <laughs> and she got on. They never tested her blood for it. Mm-hmm. So she gets on, and she's wigging. She's jonesing off of it, not a cigarette. I mean, I got Chet thinking about baking cookies and everything else, and I'm just going, oh, my God. So I had to make, make do, but I blew my game, not because of them or them leaving or Medevac, because we had, you know, KB left. I blew my game when I stood beside a favorite and the favorite looked at me, who was Ozzy, and we were doing my first merge, and this is where Tracy blew the game for myself. And I looked over, and I, I've had a lot of time to think about it, and he said, pick Sari. And I looked at him, and I went, Sari, why would I pick Sari? 
I thought about it a hundred times in my head. Now, hindsight, after like it's been a couple years, that was the worst thing I ever could have done. Had I picked Eliza, it would have been Amy, Eliza, me. We would have taken out Ozzy. And I'm telling you, we had a stronger chance to just grow. I would have been in the game longer. So, you know, I let a favorite control the game because it was Ozzy. You know, and that's just what yeah. happened. I think, I think there's some of that. Okay, so here's the deal. We're, we're at time. So I want, Tracy, I want you to share something, either some amazing insight about this season or something from your season that nobody ever knew. Leave the, the listening audience with something amazing, and Troy, I'm going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> okay. Putting <laughs> you on the um, spot. Okay, well, I think that this season, I, I – I don't know what Cass has over, and I think Cass is obsessed with herself, and and I think it's like hilarious that she got called back on. I I don't understand it, um, and I feel that there is going to be a huge shift in this game at the very end, and that's that's my take on it. And my season is, I need another chance. <laughs> it's just it's not over. Bring it back. So, you Troy, what do you think? Come on. Well. well. Okay, I, I just, you know, I first of all, because I was so close to this season and I was basically, you know, <laughs> a freaking band right away, sitting there waiting to go, I'm like, I almost didn't want to watch it at first. It's hard, it was hard, the first, especially the first episode, to watch. and But now I'm kind of into it, and, I you know, I have people that I really like to watch it. And I, but I, like I told Mike earlier, I think it's so bizarre, but almost fascinating that people are who they are and they're going to play the way their personality really is. Like, I don't see a big difference between Stephen Fishbach when he played, uh, token genes and, 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 or is it token genes? I think he was better in his first season. I think he's weak. I'm just saying, like, I just, I just think it's like, no, as far as their personalities and like the way that they speak, I just don't think it's that far off. Abby Maria is Abby Maria. Keith is Keith. Joe is Joe. Jeremy is Jeremy. Wentworth is Wentworth. They're all. They are who they are. They're not that much different. I mean, okay, they're playing with people. So the, the what they do as far as their strategy because of challenges and things like that is a little bit different, but they are who they are. It's like the, I, and I, I'm, I'm more fascinated to, I wish I could see behind the scenes. It's like some more daily life, like what's happening. I know they can't show that. And if they got to show. How does Joe, how does Joe recover from being about a unanimous vote off if he doesn't win the next immunity challenge? He says, "Well, I mean, what does he have to do? What would you do if you were him right now? Because you I were would, him." Uh, okay, I would. It, it, this is the this is the thing. I would definitely start telling some bullshit about people. You have to. He yes! would have to try to. Yeah. He would have to try Absolutely. to completely be the opposite of who Joe is. The nice Joe who knows who basically in his mind is just going to win out, and that's how he's going to win. He's going to have to tell some little fibby lies with his nice smile and then create some chaos and paranoia that puts the target off of him. It's the only way he can do it. He's got to, you know, because it doesn't matter whether it's a lie or not. People believe the lie first and then they defend themselves and then he's going to go, just watch just watch the way they react to my, when I say something. And of course they're going to react a certain way. So he needs to be a little more facetious 
to a, just a couple people, not go crazy, and that will change. That, to me, that's his only chance. And yeah, then, Tracy, and then, and then, Tracy, does you know, he? Does he? Do you think he made a mistake by being so such a challenge beast, or do you think that yes. he just has to be who you are? He he has to be yes. a challenge beast. He has to yeah. be because because he, he they know he is. And he, he doesn't become overnight a non-challenge beast. I mean, he has to just right. go in and win it. But because um, he's got a big, he's got a target right on his back. But what I would do if I was him is I would be more of a slut. I would be, uh, you know, I'd be out there throwing myself around a little bit more with the girls and kind of talking a little bit more. And he's not doing that because I know all the women like him and he's kind of calming. He's going total polar opposite as far as uh, his outwardness. Like before, he was a little more, you know, flirty and he's a little yeah. more inward. And he's, yeah, he- um, yeah. He needs to become he needs to become a number in the Hello? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Yeah. I thought long and hard about this. Or give me final two, final three. I get I'll make it easier. I think I think Joe and Wentworth are going at it. Joe and Wentworth. Okay, how about you, Troy then? Uh I, I think Wentworth is in there, and I think Jeremy is in there too. I love Jeremy. Oh. He's definitely in top three. Love him. Yeah, he still has an idol, so it's like his idol. And as far as I know, uh, what I've seen, he hasn't shown anybody, he hasn't told anybody. So I, I think that's a big deal. And the longer it goes on as a merged tribe, the better it is for him, and he he'll be able to use that thing in a crazy way the longer he holds on to it, and I have a good feeling that he's smart enough to not say anything to anybody. Does Keith have a shot? Yeah. Yes, Keith. He's Keith got a shot, amazing. yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keith's the guy you want to take along because Keith is, will be loyal. Keith will vote exactly the way you, that you know Keith will vote. If I say Keith, we're voting for this person, you go, oh, hell, I'll vote for them too. Okay, let's do it, you know. Keith, I, 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 Keith, I would have him on my side because I just feel Does like Sierra, he's someone that you... Sierra have a shot? No, uh, she's gone. She's no. done. Adios, muchacho. Adios, muchacho. Exactly Much, verbatim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's done. <laughs> Go on. I have a question. Yeah. Do you guys think Spencer has a chance? You know, Spencer is somebody uh, different this, this season. He's he's too much of a powder puff. He's kissing he's, everyone's butt. I mean, he needs to like. I don't know what's going on with him. He's so. Uh, he's he's fifty fifty for me right now. Yeah, Spencer. I mean. Yeah, um, fifty fifty. He and Joe need to. He needs to stick with Joe and Jeremy. Um, he's trying from the outside in, and I get it. I mean, he's he's flailing right now, but um, I'm glad that. No, like see, I said, I'm glad no, the cast let's is out. Let's tell the crowd. Let's tell the audience right now. What is production whispering into Spencer's ear every single day? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're whispering that this is what they're whispering. Spencer, I thought you were Mr. Big Moose. You made it all the way to the end by being Mr. Big Moose. Where's your big moose? Where's your big moose? Yeah, Where's yeah, your yeah. big moose? And my every day. What are you doing? What are you? They're probably doing? saying so, that. They're probably saying that to everybody. Like, when they are you going to make they do, but, but they have more ammunition with him because he has made some moves. So, um, I, here's my when you asked about Spencer, my first thought was, 
that production is going to go to him into making a big move at the wrong time, and it's going to bite him. But I, you know what? Because it, it, they, they all... do control it. They get because they, you're already paranoid. I have a question for you, Scoopin. Before we leave, I have to ask. I got a question. question. I got a question as well for Scoopin. And I have I have okay, a question for you. And it, I've been wanting to ask you this, and I think the, the you know the, the the listeners would like to hear it. What? Because you had Doug as your producer, right? Head producer. Doug was with you too, as, as me, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, loved him. Um, what was the difference between Doug and the new producer right now? How did it differ? I'm dying to yeah, ask that. Drama equals ratings. <laughs> so yes. I, it's almost as if they turned the heat up from about a three on the stove to about a nine. Wow. And I actually had, uh, you know, and again, for the listening audience, production does not tell you what to do. They, right. they might plant seeds along the way. They don't, they, if, if someone's in alliance, I don't think they ever, they never told me who was in alliance. They don't give game information, but they make their living out of making this show drama. That's how they make their living. And if the producers don't, if the pot isn't being stirred and they can't stir it, I'm sure they don't come on the very next season. So what I saw is a almost a desperate attempt and almost being able to see through it, um, a desperate attempt to create drama when, when drama wasn't there. So, again, there's no illegal activity. There's no horse play, at, at least to me directly, and I can only speak what happens behind the camera to me because it only happened to me, but they never did that. But they, they when, I, when I was sitting in, in a coast mode and the exact person who I needed to go home was going home, and you know I needed to break up Abby Pete and an artist. I needed to break up that threesome from the old Tang Deng tribe, and we had Pete going home, and I was like, hallelujah. I, I, I had the, the threesome is broken up. So they tried to get me to make a different big move. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? This is what I've been planning for two weeks. What are you, what are you talking about? But they wanted to change it just for the mere fact of changing it so that somebody got lied to so that it created more drama. So that, that's right. different. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It's crazy, but we love it. We love it. We love it. We, we, we love it. That's why it's that's your production. favorite moment it, of the it, show last night. Nobody yeah, mentioned it. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I thought it was great last night. When I, I turned it off and I was like, damn, that was good. It had yeah, to be one of, the top, one of the top individual. I don't know if this is going to rank in the top seasons or the top five or where it ends up, but I thought it had a slower start. But, um, Last, if last night's episode, and I know that there's always a big shakeup at Tribal Council when it first happens, and then it sort of people start to find their way, and hopefully they don't. But um, I do want to get out that every vote's a blindside. So when Survivor hashtags blind, blindside, you know, if at all possible, everything's a blindside. What was your question for me, Troy, then? No, I totally forgot because I was so fascinated on all the other stuff you were saying. I was like, what the heck was I going to ask him? It's like, duh. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, we, all it's, love, it's, we all love the show, and I can tell you this much. Um, 
I am just I am I'm I'm pleased with all but you know just a couple people well one person in particular with the, with the cast and of this season and 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 you know what if the people voted it that's great and that's all that's fantastic uh, I think that they do a great job I think it's a hard job to do everybody wants to get on the show everybody thinks they're great and everybody thinks they have this and you get out there and it's like game on and okay I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask both of you this this question did did the the viewing audience have a hundred percent of the the votes and and decided who went on this show. Yes or no? Did production have anything? Did CBS no, they production did. had anything to do with it? Yeah, no, CBS. It's in the terms they they Entertainment Weekly uh, uh, wrote the. Uh, an article about the uh, contract, and it said fan fan votes plus CBS production votes. And apparently, apparently they fixed that clause in there. But in the actual legal contract, CBS definitely admitted that they had the final say. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I'm less. At CBS, <laughs> I'm going to have the final say. You know, I'm not going to let the people. You know, I'm not going to get some person up there just because they have a bunch of votes and he's a, you know, he's a deadbeat or whatever the case may be. Like he's just some, some dud on the show. There's been a lot of people that just don't speak or say things or, you know, even with editing, you know, a lot of people do speak and they get edited out. But, you know, absolutely, I, I don't blame them for that. We all know this. And well, and I'm not you saying know, it's bad, Tracy, because. What if and this is this is an exaggeration? What if the audience selected twenty women, right. or even or even twelve women? Correct. Or, let it's it, or, or what if what if the audience left out all minorities and that's all just a bunch of frickin'? And I mean, what, what if they left out here's what what they I have to say. twenty-year-olds? No matter what season we've seen, no matter what season that we like our least. We never, it's got us, we like it, and we have to respect the right. mere fact that you have total strangers coming together, and it's the dichotomy. I mean, look at, like, what, what was it, Africa? They sent and the whole, all the supplies got stolen, and, um, I mean, they have to go through a lot of stuff. There's a lot, people freak out. Remember Courtney on her season in China? Second day, she was like, Doug was trying to talk her out of it. She's like, get me out of here, get me out of here. And she ended up being one of the favorites, you know? It's like, you never know, and... People flip, and and it's just dealing with the human race. And right. I, all I yeah. know, yeah, and I love the show. It's amazing. I need to go back on, and they know it. <laughs> right, they just Dan, need to know both, it more. Both Tracy and Troy, Dan. Hey, Tracy, Tracy, this is Paul from Minnesota. Before you go, I'm curious to hear uh, any update or news about your very talented daughter, Madison. Oh, wow. Good, good one, Paul. Good one, Paul. It's so good. Well, actually, um, as we speak right now, we've had some we're, – we're packing. We're moving to L.A. So I'll be in L.A. Um, second week in December. I'll be a full Los Angeles resident. Uh, we're heading out. So she's doing great, to say the least. She's killing it. So I'm excited. So you guys are all cool. going to hear about it. What's the website, Tracy? Her website? Yeah. Well, just go to Maddie, M-A-D-I. Wolf, W-O-L-F, music.com, 
and then you're going to get all the new stuff. She's basically working on the radio tour. She just finished seven new songs for the radio tour to, to get that started, and she's doing great. She's just she's uh, working with a lot of incredibly talented people, and it's just uh, how old is she uh, now? She'll be 18 in March. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh my God! I saw that girl wow. thing when she was. She had to be like 11 or 12. I know, right? Saying like she was sound like Faith Hill, or I can't, or, or, or uh, I don't even know. She was amazing then, and I I have caught a few songs that you posted every now and then, and yeah, that's 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 really cool. What do you promote in Troy, Dan? Uh, I don't. I don't, pro- <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me? What do you want me? To do? I don't. I I always feel weird promoting myself, so it's like I I don't I don't. dot com. What's what's your website? Where do we see all the pictures of the well, swimsuit models? That's that's just my my name, TroyRobertson.com. You can see, you know, uh, all my photography there, and you might be able to see a few swimsuit girls as well. So Troy Dan um, has a terrible job. He's a part time, or at least one of his gigs is a swimsuit, uh, sports illustrated swimsuit photographer. He's terrible job. I am a full-time photographer. I'm not a part-time photographer. So. No, I'm mean, a part-time with Sports Illustrated. I mean, right. you're, but, but, you're, you're, you're your own guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just a freelance guy. But 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 I I am a hundred percent like uh, a fan of the show. I'm a, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk about myself. But as far as like a fan <laughs> of the show and wanting to play again. I mean, it's like I've been, like, so close three times to play. It's like I was, like, sitting in the audience in Los Angeles in May, you know, with all the people that I'm watching now. And I, you know, from the very first day that I've watched, you know, Richard Hatch on season one, the first episode, I've been hooked. And it seems like every time I talk to any survivors, you guys included, it's like we all have this, like, excitement about Survivor. It's like, I think anybody that's ever played and anybody that I've ever spoken to, we all have this excitement to talk about our seasons and Survivor, and it's like there's something in our blood that's just like, oh, my God, i got to talk about Survivor, and this is just, like, part of it. It's like I think we're all fascinated by it, at least the the, the ones and the majority that I've that I've. You know, yeah, well, you know, and, and I just want to say one thing on a po- and Troy, I, I totally concur with you completely on that. And the one thing that I want to say on a really big positive note about CBS and the show and Survivor, man, they took the best care of you when, like, of me. I know, and and our peeps on all of our season, when when you when you do get off the show and you know you become a part of a family, right? Don't you feel that unity? Like it's a part oh, of a family, yeah, and it's a hundred percent. Awesome. Like- and even and you know even if say I never did play again, it's like I always say to myself, and I say to some of the people even like on my cast and some people that may be bummed out that they didn't do so well. Where I said, you know, but I said, look at the amount of people that have wanted to play this game, and there's only right. like you know, I mean, four hundred and something sounds like a big, but that's a small, you know, we're a small sorority fraternity. Like we, you know, it's a, we are people that have played survivors i mean i love to call myself i'm a survivor i will always have that for the rest of my life it's like to me, right. like so true. I, I i i i played in the olympics i mean i made it i did it you know it's like it took me 11 years to get on the show i put in like it's, it's, it's so good, like, it's so I good mean, to hear you guys say that insane like Troy, you want to hear something funny you want to hear something funny this is like a lot of people don't know this i don't even know if, if you know it scoop um I applied once 
I went to an open casting call. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard that before, so it's like, you know. You have? I haven't. I, I no, I mean, I'm just saying, it's good on you. It's like, I, for me, it's like, I, I tell people that, you know, I don't give up your dream to do something. Like, I get asked this, like, a lot because I think people know this, at least some of the super fans and people out there know how long it took me to get on, and then I went to five semifinals and I, two finals, and I went to Los Angeles and get, didn't get chosen, and I yeah, just never gave up. Yeah, but you got called to go, and you were there. I remember seeing no. you. And, and, but, and, yeah, you know, no, Oh, you mean the second? You, know, you no, kept and the after second, your yeah, dream. The, no. Yeah, no, like That's even amazing. the second chance thing, like it's like I just I feel like I'm going through the same thing. Like you know, either I can. Say, I didn't get oh, called. It, like I may have gotten on the know? first time, but it was like you got called back again, and I, I, gosh, I thought you were going on. I did, and I wanted you to go on so bad. I was like, damn. Well, I mean, but, uh, you know, it's it, to me, it's just you got you have to take it as a a good sign. You know that you that at least it's a good sign that I'm you know, on the radar or whatever. I mean, you may, I, it, even though it was embarrassing to be in the audience and have Jeff look at you and go, uh, sorry, buddy, it was your island one time, but it's not yours now. And you're like, oh, my, what do I do? Oh, my you know, God. So it, that, that, was, that was difficult. That was harder than I thought. And um, so I think that anybody that, that does it again, even if you have the chance, I mean, you know, any we 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 would all, if, if CBS said, listen, it's a second chance, it's a vote again, but there's a chance that you're going to sit in that audience and not go, would you do it? And I'd say every, most people are going to go, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm taking that chance. I'm rolling the dice. Let's do it. I'll be so, are you. so are you. You're going to do it. You're going to go. You're going to, yeah. I've got, I've of, got course, a, of course, course I will. We're out of recording time. It's, uh, it's 830. And, yes. uh, you guys were awesome. I love you guys to death. And don't forget, final three, baby. Final three. We love you, Scoop. Love everybody. Thank you, Troy. Good talking love to you. Hey, let love me you, Troy, Dan. Go. Hold on a Everybody's second, guys. Safe. Hold on. Hold on. You've you got to make sure to wear your, 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 green, your green bra, though, for sure, or whatever that was. Oh, Before the green you bikini? Guys go. <laughs> Everybody say who you'd like to see win this season before you exit. Who would you like to see win on Survivor Second Chance? Uh, you want me to go first? Somebody else go sure, first. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay, who, who I would like to, who I would like to see win would be uh, Keith, <laughs> who I think <laughs> who I think's gonna win, uh, Jeremy. Okay. Troy, I would love to. See, I w- oh, go ahead, uh, Troy. Tracy, go ahead. I would love to see Joe or Jeremy. Joe or Jeremy? Okay. Troy? Oh, Jeremy keeps coming up. Jeremy keeps coming up. You know, he is... I love him. He's, he's smooth and groovy. He's playing a brilliant game. He, he's <laughs> so caught. You know, he hasn't tipped his hat at all. And I think, you know, gosh, if I had to pick, but Savage would have been in this discussion had he not gotten voted off last night. I, 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 I don't... Oh my! Who I would like to see win, based on gameplay, would probably be—I don't know—I'd say Wentworth. Who I think's gonna win? Uh, gosh, why do I, I, I? I'm not going with Jeremy because you guys did, so I'm going with Spencer. Just okay. Interesting. Okay, yeah. interesting. I have very a, interesting. I'll take that. I have a question, Scoop. You talked about your uh, alliance you made with Lisa and you kept it from production. Do you think there's 
a pregame alliance that might be going strong that we know nothing about right now? Because i got to believe you guys talked, didn't you, Troy? Oh, yeah, we talked. I talked to a few. I talked to, oh, five or six people. I never said, oh, yeah, you know, you we're, we're in an alliance. I didn't. We didn't go, like, have a secret, like, group, you know, like, like Shane Power said they had, like, a you know, special meetings and conference calls and shit. I'm like, I never did that. But if, some, yeah. if someone if someone wanted, if someone called me, I would accept their call and be like, hey, how you doing? Can you believe we're going? That kind of thing. But I never, we didn't really talk, talk like, okay, this is the first person we're going to target, and then we're going to do this, and blah, blah, blah. Because I, I, I even said to him, listen, I don't even know if I'm going to be on the same try with you. So, hey, it's great to speak with you. You know, I like who you are. You seem like an honest person. That kind of thing. So I don't know what everybody else was saying. But Let me ask you a question. I have a, I have to ask wanna, one question you don't before you go. Get, you don't want to get caught. You like before someone says, "Did you speak to this guy?" and you say no, and then they and then they find out you spoke to him. Then you're caught well, in a lot. Yeah. Did so. that person go? Did that person get on the season? Yeah. The, uh, there's uh, there's four people that are still on that I spoke hmm. with. Yeah. That is so I, sexy. I, I can tell you that there are cross-country cross-country airplane flights that are taken to have face-to-face meetings in pregame alliance. Yeah, now, well, I, 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 personally, I, I, I personally flew somewhere and met somebody, so there you go. Okay, so, wow. so I, personally, I personally don't think if the cards are stacked equal, like it's an all-favorite season or it's an all-returning player season, that pre-game alliances are a lock just like anything else is because everything changes once you get out there. So, right. they're, um, they're, and believe me, they're not a lock because the person that I – I didn't personally fly out and make it the thing. I just have to be in the same city. And that person that I, that I really spoke with, I didn't make an alliance with, I would have I wouldn't trust right now. So that's just goes to show you like just because I spoke to him and actually saw them in person and flew out to where they were has to be Stephen. Has to I, be Stephen. I I I, I, I I'm just saying. I don't I don't tr- I don't I I, I I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now it. I I wouldn't have tr- I wouldn't trust them in the game right now. I'd be like you're squ- too squirmy, man. I can't do deal with you. Yeah, see so 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 pregame alliances there's no way for CBS to stop them. We all have each other's phone right. numbers. We we all, you know, live in the same city or of you know, course. we all live close enough. So they can't stop it. But just like making an alliance like I made with Lisa on the first day and you know, Troy Dent had him and Tracy had him, you know, I mean, what alliance is sick? You know, everybody's out there to win a million bucks. You're not out there to yeah. form a friendship. It happens. But you're out there to win a million bucks. So Here you, know, you go. Fly them all out, rock, paper, scissors. And then they all go from there. Wouldn't that be great? That's the best. <laughs> right. that's, that's the best, and then no one knows anything. But the thing is, nobody you knows. Have to, all right, everybody ready? Rock, paper, scissors. For, okay, for, you're in. Go. go. For, for anybody that even played again, anybody that's going to do a second chance season or get a second chance, guess what? I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now. The game starts when Lynn Spillman calls you and says, "Do you want to play again? You better start playing right then, and you better play with her. You better play with production when you get out there. You better play with Jeff Probst." And play. You're gonna play this game for six months, and that's how it's. That's how Survivor has become on All Star and Second Chance seasons. It's just what it is, and that's what I've learned. And that's you're only playing for one person, and that's yourself, right? Yes, and that's the game that you're playing. You're and then playing with second with, game, I mean, with fan favorites that they give a hundred grand to, the game it can, stays for another six months as people are tweeting out 
vote me, vote me, vote me. I played good, I played good. Look what I did, look what I did. So, and and and, the, and I'm not knocking doing that. Heck, for a hundred grand, I'd go stand in my head for a month. But uh, the games almost never end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, never and there's ends. people. Yeah, it never ends. The people even yeah, my, even my when, fan favorite was James, and uh, that was kind of funny. I can't say what went on because. Then I'd never get back on, but it was kind of funny that he won. But anyway, love James, but, you know. Anyway. I have one more question for you guys before we go. We all talked about watching Survivor from the very first season. Did any of you guys watch the eco-challenges that Mark Burnett had on before Survivor ever started? Yes. No. Mark, Mark, yes, Survivor sent us on season two. They he, they sent us all the eco challenges on. Remember this VHS tape because that was the technology that was available back then. So I watched every single eco challenge and actually like eco challenge as well as I like Survivor for very different reasons. But yeah, I saw every one of them. I I can cry. Yeah, they were awesome. We used to wait for eco challenge weekends when we'd like camp out in our living room for the Eco Challenge weekends. And then one weekend, they said there was going to be a new show coming on that Mark Burnett was producing called Survivor, and it was going to be on network TV. And we were like, wow, we've got to check that out. And we started watching Survivor, and that's how we got hooked on to reality TV, and now we're both like... Oh, wow, from Eco Challenge. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. That was the ultimate adventure race. Yep. Yes. And now it's Shark Tank. I wish they would... Oh, my God. How many can I take? I know, I know. They got know. the whole medical crew. That when they, when I fell on the fire on Survivor Two, and it, and I did this media tour with Mark Burnett. We did, you know, you name it, the morning show and Howard Stern and you know all the different things we did. And Mark Burnett rode around with me because he wanted to field questions about is the show safe. Um, Mark would say, I heard him say over and over and over. We had the same medical crew there that did Eco Challenge. For those of you who don't know what Eco Challenge is, it's, what is it, Jerry? Is it like a 30-day adventure race? Yes, yeah, a 30-day adventure race. I don't race. know if it's goes, quite that long. Um, it's, it's 30. It's, it's, it's anywhere from it's, 28 to 30 days. Yeah. It's, it's, so he said, we have the same medical staff out there. He said, I'm not trying to belittle uh, Scoopin's falling in the fire, but uh, that that was like <laughs> – you know, put the bandaid on something compared to what we dealt with on Eco Challenge. And I'll give you his famous quote. They said, this has always been my favorite quote. I never forgot. They said, Mark, when you got the radio call that Scoopin had fallen in a fire and burned himself really bad, what was the first thought that went through your mind? And Mark Burnett got chastised for this, but I thought it was he spoke the truth. He said, one half of my brain says, oh, my gosh, I hope Scoopin's okay. And the other half of my brain said, Man, this is going to be great TV. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? Oh my God, it was. I'll never and you know what? It, I always respected him. I always respect because you know what? From a producer's mindset, he's been a production for years. Of course, you're going. I mean, he spoke the truth, and the media didn't like it. They wanted him to say, "Oh," but no, he spoke the truth, and I, I never forgot that. So yeah, all good. I love Mark Burnett. He puts out some I of the too. best reality TV ever. I mean. Everything he touches seems to turn to gold. He's got a new show coming up. Anybody's interested, you have to be 32 and younger, and it's single life. If you want to find the date of your dreams, you apply to datingyourdreams.com or whatever it is. Mark Burnett is doing, like, 
find love wherever. I don't even know. Find love in the yeah. jungle, wherever he's going to be. You have to be. You have to be thirty-two or younger, or you have to date a thirty-year-old. I, I think it's thirty-two <laughs> or thirty-five. Hey, we something. can all do that. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll go for the date, the thirty-two-year-old, no problem. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out for the rest of it. <laughs> this is a little whiteout on that birth certificate, Troy. You know, and Mark, Mark. Mark Burnett is one of the, is the only person that I haven't met that has these involved with I've never met the guy because on my season I was like you know two weeks to go and they called me and I basically flew out to L.A. They saw oh, you me never for met four him? days. No, I've never met the guy. It's so funny. It's like, on my interview, we were in CBS and he said to me, "I'll tell, I'll tell you this really quickly." And he, he, it was like Jeff and everybody was there and he said, "Well, Tracy, um, you're an attractive young woman." And he said. Uh, you know, you're out here and you're away from your family and your kids. He goes, so, you know, a lot of attractive people in L.A. And I said, yeah. And he goes, have you found anybody that you find attractive or anybody that you might be interested in? Is it, how's that, how is that for you? And I said, yeah, Mark, I have. And he said, uh, who? And I said, you. That was in my interview. <laughs> he, he turns, he, he was like, oh, he just stopped, he stopped right there. Oh. It's kind of funny, but. Jesus, yeah. the only woman to make Mark Burnett speechless. Yeah. So now, yes, so right. now we know. So now we know the inside secret how you really got on the show. <laughs> oh my God. I, but actually, I think CBS didn't want me on, but I think uh, Lynn did. Spillman and, and casting wanted me on, but I think they were like, no, 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 she's too, whatever. I mean, they were like, so you had a boob job, and I said, yeah, and I said, and they get, and Mark looks up and he goes, well, why'd you have a boob job? And I said, Mark, oh I said, do God. they hang down low? Can you tie them in a bow? I just started singing in front of oh everyone on the lot. Like, we're behind the glass doors in there. I just started singing. What else am I going to do? Why do you think I had a boob job? I mean, come on. That's really That's funny. Question. That's really funny. Why did you get a facelift? Um, because I wanted to get rid of some wrinkles. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's, what? Why did you get a boob job? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. funny. I wow. breastfed both of them. I promise. I promise. No. So oh, see, I, I oh have to go God. back just to meet just to meet Mark. I I gotta make it back. He only knew me from my my, you, my 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 last uh, casting video that I put out. So that's didn't he come to the like, finale, Troy? No, I I never saw. I never met. I mean, Lynn says Troy Mark Burnett loved your video so much. He ha- he said, "Who is this? Why haven't I seen this guy?" And then I got a call at midnight, like July twenty fifth. I I went out to L A. and you know saw like four or five execs from CBS, and a week later I was in Samoa. It was I was the last guy picked on our season, so I guess they wow. couldn't find. Yeah, so it was like, you know, miracle. I wonder why yeah. they had such a hard time casting you. Like, you are, like, you're not, you look, you're the only one that's ever played that actually looks like Tarzan. That's what Jeff said. He goes, this guy just looks like the survivor. I'm like, but that was my downfall when I first played because everyone just looked at me and said, oh, this guy's a threat. He's going to win. And I had a target on day one. So to make it to 30 days, I was actually pretty happy because I really was targeted right off the bat. Oh, my God. That was awesome. On, on looks only. So I'm like, well, shit. Can, can I ask one question? Cass is, yeah, is on jury. How the hell did she only lose eight pounds? What are they eating? We had no food. Yeah, we yeah, that's no too much. We had no food in my yeah. season. I'm like, okay, I was like... How is she only lost eight pounds? Seriously. I wanted we, we, that, I, too. I was a pound a day, man. I was like yeah. 20 pounds lighter. when I I was 21 yeah. days, and I was done. So yeah, I was what a is pound that? a day, too. 
Has yeah. one person complained I, about hunger this season? No. Think, what are they feeding yeah. him? I mean, what, and he was eating, Fishburne was eating like some little round, like it looked like an apricot, a dried apricot. Yeah, I'm like, what the, the heck? Yeah, did you see all those bananas that that, that yes. Wigglesworth had in the beginning? Oh, my God, it must have Potassium. been a hundred bananas there. Oh, my God. Potassium, like, electrolytes. I mean, I was like, I'll never forget it. I mean, it's like we were so hungry. We had nothing. Yeah, then, I think what happens on these second chances, I think they're like, you know what, if we if they're so starving and so tired, they're not going to strategize. It's going to be a snooze fest. We better keep them, you know, somewhat fed so that their brains work, you know. Yes. Oh, so my I, God. I had heard that they babied. The uh, the blood versus water seasons from a survival perspective because 50% of the contestants technically weren't survivor material. They were the loved ones of a survivor, so they couldn't put out Oh, a, they were coddled. Isn't that sweet? Right. That's so precious. Yeah. Well, You're I mean, going on survivor. Yeah. That is not fair. I, I, I don't at, like that. If you look at the look at the camp, I don't like picture, it. <laughs> the camp is that these guys got hammers and nails, and they're like putting on roofs and like they're making their own like outhouses. Exactly. Like, good God! Like what, what, what? I wish we. Oh hammer. my God! I mean, we we we, we, we built a shelter windward, windward. It was in the wind and it fell and it was raining. I mean, it, it was awful. There have been terrible seasons compared to mine too but yeah we, oh we, my had, God, one, we had no food. one machete one machete that was about as dull as a butter knife and that was it sorry we were I looking mean, for no seriously excuse my language we were looking for bat shit in the cave i mean that's how hungry we were, we were so hungry it was like i would eat anything are <laughs> you i mean we were just gnawing to gnaw i mean it was horrible we ate dead things we ate dead things that washed up on shore yeah we didn't care we, it, we it was like I, whatever I when we would find crabs on the beach, we would be cooking the rice or the beans in, in the pot, and I would go out and find crabs, and other people would too, and we would take the crabs and throw the entire crab into the pot so that right. the shells even baked off, and we were crunching, eating the shells, thinking yes. there had to be some, we wanted to make sure we got the antenna and the eyeball and the gut <laughs> and the stomach and the intestines, uh-huh. we wanted it hit all. Yeah, it we all—it oh was just so—you'll so never forget it, right? You'll hey guys, it. before we uh, have to end the show, I've had this question for a long time behind the scenes at Tribal. Two questions: How do they determine the vote order, and who sets up the urn? Is it a, a, a PA or is it uh, actually Jeff that sets up the votes in the urn? The PA sets up the vote. Yeah, PA. Yeah, it's just back Here, there with the camera. After we vote and all the votes are in the urn, because I didn't notice my first season. It takes what about two is, hours is, for them to count them. Is, <laughs> is Jeff, Jeff walks backstage, and there's like four camera crews that follow him in there so that everything is all on video recorded so that there's no whatever going on. So they, I watch all these cameras following him in this room. Right. And he, he obviously stacks them in an order that's going to make the reading of the votes dramatic. Correct. Right. Of course. The show, would think. the show wouldn't be fun if he didn't do that. Right. No, the thing just, is, you have to, and, yeah. Well, and, yeah, yeah, and that's how they go with so, so many ties. On this particular one, it was pretty easy. There was yeah. whatever votes for one. and So he just stacked them and, you know, all the Wentworth votes on one side and all the Savage votes on the other one, the other was played. He read, instead of reading them every other and making it dramatic, he did it the other way. And he's 
he's brilliant at how he does it. He knows the order that it's going to create the most drama. I mean, they've talked about Jeff Probst retiring, and they must have tripled his salary because I don't know what they would do without him. I mean, there's a lot of He's amazing. He's amazing. He's a- yeah, and he, he's live. He's all live. He doesn't the, do any, the everything. Voting is on order. The fly. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have an earpiece or anything. And, and as far as the way we voted, or even the way that we're lined up to put in, production lines us up the way they want us to go sit. So they have people sit by who they want, and that's strategic for production. You know, like who sits, who's sitting on the ends, who's sitting in it's, the middle, it's who's sitting by who. It's all by height. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. we're all walking in small to well. Know, in some ways, it's, it's all. In some ways, it's also that. If they know two people are going to argue right next to each other, they're sitting them together. Correct. They did that on our season. <laughs> and correct. then, you know, one by one, Jeff says, you know, okay, this go, this guy goes first, this guy goes second. And even like at final tribals, when you see it on TV, someone may have gone seventh, and they're actually they they put them as going last on the show because they had a better speech. So they they do mix that up in the edit sometimes, like who, do you, you know, well, do you who, guys who know goes on who. last? Well, I'm sorry, Troy. On last night's tribal, how many birds did we get? Do you guys know on last night's tribal? <laughs> uh, I think we got three. They got three birds, right? I think I we think it was three birds, right? We got we got a cast. Interesting got a cast, trivia. Cast, I like that. Most cast birds the, ever flown. Yeah, cast got the bird. Uh, Savage flew the Savage bird, the and exit. then and and then uh, Abby Marie flew it back, right? Is that three birds? Well, Abby, Abby said to him, and and uh, well, at least you get to sit on the on the tribal, and that's when he turned around and flew right, her. Right, and I was like, right. Yeah. I oh, was he, actually disappointed though that I, we didn't get any Jeff Prokes kind of like raunchy uh, statements on the balancing the balls. Uh, uh, competition. Can't <laughs> wait for a perfect Jeff Probst, like you know. I'm surprised that Probst stayed so stoic when Savage got blindsided. He was just so stoic and yeah. didn't didn't change his face and like that was a pretty pretty big deal. Tribal council and you know even on the exit, you know that was a pretty epic exit and and he just right. didn't like. I mean. I'm telling you, well, like I said, I mean, Tracy, before you got on, I think the whole show could have been the Tribal Council and no one would have been disappointed. They could have done an hour of the just the Tribal Council. Yeah, I agree. I, I have to I have to pipe in and say that we're ticking down to be able to say our proper goodbyes. I just want to give us, uh, give us time here, guys. Okay, my man. Okay. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you, guys. We love yeah. you. And uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks thank you. So I, had much, good, I, had a, I had a blast. It's, it's, speaking Survivor is uh, one of my favorite things. <laughs> Love it. Sure, thank you so much for Survivor. calling in. Thank you. It's okay, been a blast having you guys on. We really appreciate all of you calling in tonight, and I know that Big Mike really appreciates all of you calling in tonight and uh, doing the show for him tonight. Mike Scoopin, I know he appreciates you hosting the show tonight for him. And just want to say to Big Mike, we all hope that you have a very speedy recovery. And here, here. he'll be back next week. So thank you guys so much for coming on tonight. It's been a thank blast you. hearing you guys talk about Survivor. Thank you. Get okay. well, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Take care, everybody. All right, bye. You know, see ya. All right. It's been a blast. Take care, everyone. What a show tonight. Mike Scoopin, you did a great job.
What a great show we had, Paul. I know that Big Mike is going to be so pleased when he hears the show. He's, I'm sure, going to listen to the show, and he's going to be so pleased to hear all the discussion that was had on tonight's show. It's been a while since we've heard so much Survivor behind-the-scenes discussions on here um, from three survivors at once. Um, And I know Big Mike is going to wish he was in on it. So can't wait to have him back next week. I want to remind everybody um, to be here next Monday, this coming Monday, on the 16th for... The Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. She's going to have Steve, the winner of Big Brother 17, on her show. Oh, wow. Now, that's who she was teasing the listeners uh, about saying she didn't have it totally confirmed, so she must have gotten it confirmed, huh? Yes. Cool. And then we'll be... Back here again on Thursday with Big Mike on the mic. He'll be back with us this week. And then back again on Sunday with Louis Stravato and the Amazing Race Second Pit Stop Show. I don't know who Louis is having on his show, but um, he usually has a great guest as well. So all of our shows are at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So make sure you join us for all of our shows. We're going to close tonight's show with Ron, as we always do. I want to thank everyone that joined us in our chat room tonight. I want to give a special thanks to Jason TV, who does our posters and does so much work for us. Thank you so much, Jason. And I want to thank all of our podcast listeners who listen to us at their convenience. Thank you, podcast listeners. Um, we love you, too. And we're going to close with Brian, as we always do. He's our founder, and we still consider it his show. Um, here he is to take us out for tonight. Good night, everybody. God bless. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. Definitely was a great one. It was so great to have have uh, Scooping back with us tonight. It's been so long since he's been here with us, and uh, we can't let that happen. We've got to have him back on more often. Paul? Good night. Good night. Good night. (laughs) A double take tonight, huh? Yeah, I want to make sure you heard me. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Take care. God bless. This is a wrap.